This is two girls, one ghost. Two girls. Oh no, I just fucked up. <laughs> two girls. Two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. And this is an encounters episode. So this is an episode where you guys send us emails about the frightening things that happen in your own yes. lives. And we read them and get scared. And then have nightmares for weeks or days. These are the scariest of our episodes. Yes. And I am Sabrina. And I'm Corinne. And I actually this week chose two very scary stories. I didn't try to find a lighthearted one. Whoops. Okay, good. I think mine are terrifying Oh no! (laughs) I was at my grandparents' house and a bunch of my relatives were all there and one of I read out loud to everybody. Oh my gosh. It's good. Actually, anytime I talk to someone about the podcast, they like make a joke about doing a Ouija board and I go, no. And I always pick a story from that from our email that has a Ouija board story and I'll read it out loud and they're like, okay, that's fair. We don't have to do a Ouija board. <laughs> now we know what you like. Yeah. Or what you don't like. What scares you the Ouija most. Ouija boards. And I totally understand the people who like who like using them. I get it. But like there's just on the verge I feel like there's such a small line between having a good experience and then experiencing something absolutely terrifying yeah. and you'll never forget there's it. there's a right way to use one and then a lot of wrong ways to totally. use one and you make one mistake or you have one person who's with you with bad intentions and next thing mm-hmm. you know you got a demon sleeping with you at night someone posted on our facebook group that they were like looking at the um, review section on amazon on different ouija boards and they're hilarious yes. well scary but but one woman was like I paid $15 and didn't get a demon. I was like, excuse me? Uh, yeah, you should thank your guardian angel that's hanging around. Right. <laughs> Jeez. But also, like, if you're really looking for a demon, there are probably much easier ways to do it. Like, I don't know, sacrificing a virgin. In the middle of the woods. Drawing a pentagram on your basement floor. Come on, get with it. There's so many ways to do it. But don't do it. Please don't. Please don't do it. Advice to people on how to be satanic worshippers <laughs> correctly. Let me hold a workshop Things we know nothing about because we are pure and perfect. We are the most perfect, angelic people in the world. When we walk down the streets, people just can't even see us. It's just such bright light. <laughs> they have no idea what's going Blinded on. Blinded by the light. Bye. This podcast has given me a lot of confidence in my singing voice, even though I still think it's terrible. <laughs> just got to share it with the world. It's funny because when we first started out, neither of us thought anyone would listen to it but ourselves. And yet we were still very self-conscious. Totally. And we were awkward and we didn't really know (laughs) what to say. And then we're like, oh no, cut that out. I sound stupid. And now I feel like we're like... (laughs) It's like the first date versus the 100th date. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Love us for our flaws, you know? Mm -hmm. As we were just talking about how perfect we were. Okay, no one's perfect, right? Right. So our thought patterns aren't perfect either. Oh, goodness. Maybe we should use this as a segue into our stories. Well, how would you like to segue it? Is saying it's a segue the segue? No, as like a let's stop talking about ourselves and share stories from other people. Oh, well, that's a good idea. That works too. Uh, Who goes first? I don't know. Should we rock, paper, scissors for it? Yeah. Ready? One. Okay, we do the one, two, three, and then we yeah. expose the sign, okay. right? The rock, paper, so scissors, three, shoot, then go. Yeah. Okay, so on shoot. On shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I can't see yours. Oh, sorry. Oh. Okay. 
So you go first? Yeah, I go first. Does the winner go first? I got, I, Sabrina chose scissors and Corinne chose paper, so I will go first. I always choose paper, so if you ever <laughs> playing against me. Now I know. So I will read my first story from Michael. His subject line is, I came back haunted. <gasps> Hello, ladies. I'm a huge fan of your podcast and have been a loyal listener since the beginning. I love hearing that. Me too. That's impressive that they found us that early I on. Because especially because we thought no one would listen to us. Yeah, we were just floating somewhere in some sort of category yeah. on iTunes. Anyway, I wanted to share this story a while ago, but have only recently gotten the time to sit down and write it. When I was 17, I was chosen to study abroad in Spain to learn the culture and history and continue my study of the language. It was a huge opportunity and incredibly fun. Not to mention, I was 17 in a country where the drinking age is 16, so there's that too. (laughs) Being a dumb guy from a small town in Indiana, I didn't have a whole lot of experience in big cities at the time. Thankfully, I have a decent sense of direction, so I never got lost. But I'd never been around that many cars before. So one day, I walked out into traffic and got hit by a car. Oh my gosh. Amazingly, I was okay. My shoe got knocked off and my watch broke. I dragged my... Oh, his watch broke. Broken watches. Oh my god. Wait. Now reading it this way, with this insight and knowledge on watches, I'm thinking a different thing now. Okay. (laughs) I dragged myself to the curb and sat there, checking myself for injuries and cursing to myself in Spanish. Other than some bruises and a scratch on my arm, I was fine. Sure, I could have had internal bleeding or something like that, but as I said, I was a dumb kid, and that never crossed my mind. I remember thinking that maybe I had someone out, someone watching out for me. I finished my trip without further incident and returned home for my senior year of high school, and that's when weird shit started. I started having these dreams where I'd be going about normal daily things, like having a conversation with my parents or getting ready for school. Then a woman's voice would speak to me from behind right over my shoulder. She would speak in Spanish sometimes and other times in English. And each time... That was going to be my question. Because if he got the ghost in Spain, you would think that it would be speaking Spanish. And each time I would turn around to look at her and nobody would be there. Over the course of days, weeks, and months, the dreams would get more frequent and more disturbing. Her comments would get louder and more mocking, almost cruel. I've struggled with depression for most of my life, and it seemed as though she were targeting that. And each time i look at her, she'd be gone. It got to the point where I would faint or pass out in the dream and wake up screaming. It wasn't long before I started getting paranoid, sitting in class waiting for her to start talking to me in the waking world. I thought I was literally going insane, but that just maybe... If I didn't tell anyone, nobody would notice. Like I said, I was a dumb kid. I don't remember when exactly everything stopped, but I just remember the last dream she came to me. It was a morning before school, and I was walking down the stairs from my room. She said something, and as usual, I turned around to look at her. This time, she was there, standing at the top of the stairs, looking down at me. She was only a silhouette with a blinding light shining from behind her. I froze, and she just laughed. My body crumpled and fell down the stairs. Again, I woke up screaming. I've never seen or heard her since then. It's been years, but every once in a while, I think that maybe she's still out there. Maybe she is what was watching over me when I got hit by the car. Not out of kindness, but because she wanted someone to bring her back with them. I know this is long, and I'm sorry about that. And it's probably not the usual story you receive. I've told people bits and pieces of this before, but it's the first time I've written the whole thing. And if it's not too much trouble, please remind your listeners to take care of themselves mentally and physically. It's hard to ask for help, but it makes a difference, and the people who you love are always willing to try and understand. Stay spooky and don't get haunted. Hopefully, the ladies of My Favorite Murder don't mind me borrowing that for you. 
Thank you so much, Michael. P.S. You should totally talk to Arms Akimbo into releasing a full-length ver- version of your theme song. They're going to have to write it. I know. <laughs> it's Wow. Yeah. It really makes me wonder what the woman was or what she wanted, which he's not clear about right. either. But it definitely sounds like evil. Yeah. But then what's the point? Like, Maybe he's right. Maybe she just wanted to be brought back. Like, maybe she was a spirit who didn't have power or too much power, but by saving him or looking out for him in the accident, it gave her power. And then she attached herself to him and then throughout the time of scaring him and the fear that she instilled in him, she became more powerful and was able to, like, exist without being attached to his energy. It's like Voldemort. Oh, yeah. You know I love a good Harry Potter reference. It's been a while since you've mentioned (laughs) it. Wow. What if every time... Well, never mind. What if... Oh, never mind. I just, we both just said different. What if we thought the same thing? I was thinking, okay, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay. what if every time you got hit by a car, there's like this entity waiting around? Like the Grim Reaper? Yeah, but like it's a spirit that's like, do I decide to save you or not? I was thinking, what if the driver of the car was possessed with this evil being and was forced to actually run into him? It's like so it follows. The thing could attach to a new. Oh, oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> Will you delete my comment? No! I didn't like yes. it. <laughs> That's really freaky. Or if because of the whole watch theory, if because he broke his watch, something came out of the watch and latched itself onto him. <gasps> the watchmaker! That's what I mean. What if old school ghost hunters, instead of sucking them into like vacuums like on Ghostbusters, they would build them into, trap them into watches? Whoa. And so if you have one of these special old watches and it breaks, you unleash the entity that was trapped in there. I just imagine old-time ghost hunters and old-time watchmakers teaming up. I kind of picture, like, the BFG where he goes and he catches dreams. Yes. And he bottles them Bottles them. Well, I have one to read. (laughs) I chose this one to read along with the other one because I think that they have a common theme. Interesting. Which we'll discuss afterwards. Okay, this is from Ariel. Ariel? Not sure how to pronounce it because I know. There are two ways to pronounce it, so I'll just say Ariel. I'm sorry if it's not that. Just change it every time you say her name. That way, at least you once get it right. And then she'll tell us, sorry, actually, it's it's pronounced (laughs) Ariel-y. Okay. Uh, She said, hi, Corinne and Sabrina. I love your podcast. I just got into it the other day, but I've been binging it nonstop, except for before I go to bed. Smart. Anyway, I wanted to write in because I have a couple of spooky personal stories. The first one happened to my mom. When me and my brother were little, we had a habit of crawling into my parents' room close to the ground, trying to be as quiet as possible. We would sneak in and hide under their bed, absolutely sure they didn't see us because we were tiny spies. (laughs) So one day, my mom is folding laundry, and she sees my brother crawl in. That day, she wasn't in the mood, and instead of playing along like she couldn't see him, she instead said, Miles, knock it off, and turned to look. The little boy crawling on her bedroom floor was not my brother. He turned, looked at her, smiled, and disappeared. Oh. We moved out of that house when I was 10. Years later, I ended up working with a few women who lived in the houses right next door from that one. They all had ghost stories. Apparently, the whole row of houses had something supernatural going on. I never looked up if anything had happened right there, but everyone I talked to who's lived on that small block had a story. We've moved twice since that house. 
The place my parents currently live in, and I was living in for a few years, is definitely haunted. Friends have told me that they don't like sleeping in the living room because it's connected to the dining room, and there's a weird presence there. This first part takes place in the attic, though. Ugh. Nothing good happens in the attic. Nope. Except for when my mom, my mom used to hide Christmas presents up there, so those were good. I'm just, I was thinking about paranormal activity and how it's all, they always find something in the attic. Yeah, I think of that <sighs> scene with the little red door up in the attic. Ah! Yikes. 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 Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes, Scoob. What is it? Yikes. 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 I don't know. Shit. Someone's going to yell at us <laughs> we- for this. Jeepers. <laughs> Just keep coming up with the words it could be. <laughs> uh, don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when we moved in, my parents converted it to a huge bedroom for my brother. So this is the attic converted into a bedroom for her brother. Right. Just to get back on track. <laughs> when he moved out, I took it over as a second bedroom when I had company over since my room was fairly small. One morning at about 5 a.m. after my friend had slept over but left early for work, I was woken up by the sound of my dog licking loudly and grunting across the floor. The bed was on one side and directly across was the couch facing away from it, facing a TV. I yelled at him to be quiet and he didn't stop. So I got up, walked all the way across the room, leaned over the couch, and nothing. The sound stopped as soon as I got there. I turned around and I saw my dog fast asleep at the foot of my bed. I grabbed him and I ran out. People can lick too. Sorry. Not everything happened in creepy places in the house. For a while, my brother and his friends liked to go to graveyards and take pictures at night. They thought they would get a picture of a ghost, and despite everyone in the family telling them that was a truly awful idea, they persisted. Eventually, their hobby backfired on them. My brother started feeling really uncomfortable as if something was following him. He even took a photo once where a gray blob could be seen in the background hovering over him. What? I don't have this picture. My mom demanded that he delete it. I don't blame that. Good call. I kind of would feel the same way. Like, get rid of the evidence. Well, okay, the picture that I just posted on Instagram, I had to put it on my phone in order to do it, and I immediately (laughs) deleted it from my camera roll. I was thinking about that when... I had read it and said, like, oh, we should ask if we can post it about uh, how we would have to download the photo. (laughs) You're lucky I had to do it and you didn't. Whoops, I was driving. (laughs) Okay. I don't have this picture. My mom demanded he delete it. He moved out of the house but apparently didn't inform the spirit because it seemed to be looking for him. One day, my mom was in the kitchen when the tea kettle, which was not being used, began to shake violently. My mom turned around and said, he's not here anymore, and I'm not telling you where he is, so knock it off. Oh my gosh. Immediately, the tea kettle stops. A few days later, the exact same thing happened to me. I was in the kitchen, and the kettle started shaking and rocking so loudly that I jumped. I did the first thing that came to my mind and repeated what my mom had told me. I said, we already told you he's not here, so stop. And again, the kettle stopped right away. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy how the spirit's very responsive to them. Yeah. It's like, pay attention to me. And then as soon as they're like, knock it off, like a little kid, you stop. Yeah. The last thing I want to tell you about is in my living room. I was dating this guy and he had started to sleep over. My parents were okay with it since he lived a little bit away as long as we slept in the living room and not my bedroom. One night, we were both woken up at 3 a.m. by Fur Elise playing so loudly it was actually shaking the windows. It was so loud that we could barely hear each other. 
We looked out of the living room window to see if someone was on the street, but there was nothing outside. I ran upstairs to see if it was something up there, and as soon as I got up the stairs, I couldn't hear anything. What? There was no hint of the song. I ran back downstairs, and it was still going on, just in the living room. Eventually, it stopped abruptly. Me and my boyfriend had a hard time going back to sleep after that, and the next day I asked my parents, who had the bedroom above the living room, if they'd heard anything, and they hadn't. To this day, I have no idea what that was. We speculated everything from ghosts to aliens. I hope you enjoyed my stories. All the best. Ariel. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to dissect here. Because in their first house, they had a creepy child. Right. But which very possibly could have just been a child ghost spirit who, because there were other kids in in the home, just wanted to play as well. True. Or it could have just been a really terrifying demon mimicking a child, you know. You right. pick whichever you'd prefer. Pick your demon. It's a ghost kid. Yeah. I'm going to pick a kid because Me it too. only appeared once. And it was like playing and, and it was doing what the kids usually did, right? So it was like trying mm-hmm. to play along. And it doesn't seem like there was negative energy in that house. Right. There was a lot of other stuff that's questionable going on. Um, like the sound of a dog licking loudly. And just something or following. something being attached. Her brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The part that weirds me out so much is that the spirit that was playing the music, just the idea that it can manipulate sound. Totally. And that you can be possibly screaming in one spot and someone be right next to you and not hear your calls for help. Right. Yeah. We also get a lot of stories of people who, like, they will see something and then try to show the person next to them. And while they're looking at the thing... And the, the person next to them cannot see it at all. Mm-hmm. Like It's like it only exposes itself to those that right. it wants It's to. so selective, which is right. so confusing. And also, like, how does that work? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Why not? Grin, I thought you were a pro. I don't know the answers. Me neither. I should turn on my light. It's yeah, it's really very dark, dark in your place. I also have, there we go. for some reason, the wind is howling. So every so often, I just get like a whoo, whoo. Ooh, a change in weather in Los Angeles. Yeah. And so you might hear it in the background. How haunting. Spooky. I am actually controlling the weather to make this podcast spookier. <laughs> What's your next one? Okay, my next one. I'm like, I should be terrified, but I'm so excited that we picked very scary ones and I'm grinning the whole time. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Like, ugh, we like getting tell scared. Me the next one. I know. It's weird. But I feel like so many of our listeners, like we we all collectively are fascinated by the things that scare us. And mm-hmm. that's why people watch scary movies. It's like you know going into it, it's right. going to scare you. But there's some excitement in that experience. I like scary movies more than I like like comedies or rom coms. Right. Because I feel like you get to escape into this other world that seems very real, but is also just far en- away from you. Right. That it most likely won't happen to you. Right. It almost makes you... Whereas rom-coms, I'm like, I'm heartbreak, <laughs> never find love. <laughs> yeah, it almost makes you appreciate your reality, whereas some of the other ones make you realize what you don't have. Speaking of that, um, there are two movies that I am looking forward to seeing. Which ones? Strangers is coming out with a sequel. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, interesting. 
and then uh, A Quiet Place, which John oh, I really want to see that too. Wrote and directed, and yeah, his wife Emily Blunt is yeah. in it, and the. So it's only four actors in total because it's just them two, the parents and their, and two, their children. two children. And uh, their youngest or their only daughter because they have a son and a daughter in the movie. But the daughter is actually a real, like she's deaf. In real life? In oh, that's amazing. Real life. She's a deaf actress, yeah. So I'm, I was happy that they hired someone who. Yeah, I love when they cast deaf true to what the character, the character. is written as. Yeah. yeah. So those are going to be horrifying someone posted the trailer for a quiet place in our facebook group oh it's, it's so, good. Be so good okay i'll read my next story it says the subject line is only in my wildest dreams hey corinne and sabrina i just started listening hardcore binging your podcast i also live in la and just listened to the episode about you walking through playa vista which is where i live I walk by the movie theater with my dog all the time. Sorry, fangirl moment, haha. I'm also a 93 baby. Wait, you're totally going to run into her. I know, which makes me nervous. I think I thought about this after reading it because I was like, damn it, now I really do have to look presentable when I leave my apartment. (laughs) Now I have to start brushing my teeth. I have to brush my hair. (laughs) Maybe work on this pimple that's down by my mouth. I like it though. It brings out the red in your lips. It looks like I like spilt hot sauce or something. Which is very reasonable because I eat a lot of hot sauce. While well, you're in Southern California, everybody eats hot sauce in SoCal. I know, I basically drink it. Okay, so I also have a weird paranormal experience that would only happen in my dreams. Growing up, I always had awful night terrors slash nightmares. I would frequently be woken up by someone, usually my poor mom, mid-blood-curdling scream, never remembering Ooh. my dream but in a full-body sweat. These continued until literally the, literally the day before I left for college. And I have never had one outside of my room since I moved. Which reminds me of my teddy bear that I talked about in the yeah. toys episode. Ooh. That gave me nightmares. Every time I go home and sleep in my bed, I have terrible nightmares of being chased. And it has gotten to the point where I hate even being in my own bedroom, let alone sleeping there. I have many weird stories about my room, but here's probs the weirdest one. This happened when I was home from school during the holidays. I have a bunk bed that is made up of big wooden logs like you would see in a cabin and it's very heavy one night i woke up from a night terror screaming and gripping the bottom of the top bunk i didn't remember a thing but my heart was racing and i was terrified and i felt like something was in my room so i went and slept on the couch the next day i noticed i had a weird facebook message from a woman that said slept well question mark what what yeah. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> and it's making me nervous. When I looked into her profile, it was totally blank. Then my sister and I were in our bathroom when she noticed that my bed looked weird. When we investigated, we found that the top bunk had been lifted up off the rods that slide into the bottom bunk and was set on the very edge. If it had been one inch more, the top bed, the top bed would have fallen on me in the bottom bunk. What the fuck? The bed is so heavy that it took both of us and my dad to pick it back up and put it over the rods. My sister... Oh my god. And that must have happened, like, probably overnight while she was sleeping. Right. Because if it looks that askew, you would notice it. And she woke up gripping the top of the top bunk. So she, like, in her dream must have known to, like, hold it. That it was... Yeah, she was trying to protect herself. Right. Or keep it from falling. (gasps) Oh my gosh. My sister and I staged the entire house after this incident, and when we got to my room, the sage crackled, and my two doors freaking slammed shut simultaneously. Oh my god. 
We continued saying the Lord's Prayer, both of us crying hysterically, but my room is still creepy as as fuck, and I won't sleep in there. What I don't understand... Sage, by the way, for people who have not saged, it doesn't crackle. Yeah. It just burns. Yeah, it lights, and then it just is silently burning while smoke is coming up. Yeah. We continued saying the Lord's Prayer, both of us crying hysterically, but my room is still creepy as fuck, and I won't sleep in there. What I don't understand is we rebuilt our house in 2009. My room is the only place that has ever had anything happen, and I can sleep somewhat fine in my sister's room right next to it. I haven't done any research on the property, but before we rebuilt, there was only a one-story home on the property, and now my bedroom is upstairs. Why would something be so attached to my room? Also, other people have slept in my room and have complained of weird dreams, but nothing as extreme as my experiences. I have never seen or heard anything in my room or house. It is literally only when I'm asleep. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it's something that's in her room. That's what I was thinking. Like, I think maybe it's a piece of furniture attached to something that's in her room or, but also just like, just because it was one story before doesn't mean that something can't be attached to be, a second yeah, story. displaced yeah. or like move in the home. Right. Once it's redone, they're a bit confused or something. And then, yeah. or even, I mean, I don't know about building houses right. and using wood, but what if, the contractor took apart this other house or had a bunch of wood on a different property that they were working on and attached to the wood was this entity that then was brought in and those beams or whatever thing was then built into her room. Interesting. You know. It's just scary that she can't remember her dreams. But, like, it's clearly terrifying. Okay, she has also just a fun, creepy story. She says, my hometown, Kuna, Idaho. I remember growing up and everybody would talk about the Freddy Krueger in our cemetery. The cemetery is across the street from the middle school and I remember hating walking past it any time of the day, which I think is pretty normal for walking past the cemetery. To make things even more weird, a few blocks down from the cemetery is Elm Street. While the date on the tombstone is different than in the stories, turns out Kuna's Freddy Krueger not only lived but also died on Elm Street. A little too much of a coincidence for me. Writing this email, I totally just realized the real, the weird relationship between these two stories and me only being haunted in my dreams. Thankfully, I do not live on Elm Street or I definitely would never go home again. Love the podcast, even though it usually freaks me out too much. I'm way too addicted. Thanks for all the scares, Kinsey. Kinsey. I'm scared for you. <laughs> but only when she goes home because otherwise when yeah. she's in LA, she has no problem. And she doesn't sleep in her, her childhood room anymore. So that's good. Right. But I do wonder what a medium or someone would say about her dreams, about that room if they walked into it. And about her dreams. Like, I wonder if Mm -hmm. they'd be able to tell what was going on. Can I accompany you to this psychic? You're the one who said before that you don't want to go see a psychic or do anything. But I won't personally be going. I'm just going to go to watch and see what happens. It still, it still exposes you to getting something attached to you. I'll cover myself in sage. I'll wear a sage suit. <laughs> and then... Put on a hazmat suit, but then only smoke the inside. <laughs> so it's just like blurry smoke coming through. <laughs> yep. That can't be good for you. No, I definitely can't. Okay, now I really want to know what this last story is that you have. This one. It's called My Terrifying Experience. Okay. And James sent it to us. Hi, girls. Greetings from the UK. Love the podcast, but for anyone who's ever listened, that's a given. Anyway, I'll get straight to the story, as I'm sure you must get hundreds of emails. 
About 10 years ago, I was living in a flat in a large old townhouse in the city of Gloucester. It's a bit like a New York brownstone. I had one apartment above me and one below me. I never had any supernatural experiences before this. I was pretty much a skeptic, but what happened over these two nights completely turned me into a believer. Oh, no! Very late one evening, I was lying on my bed in the dark listening to some music on my headphones. I should mention at this point that my room had heavy wooden shutters, so it was completely pitch black. I was really tired and was just beginning to nod off when I felt the weight of the bed shift like someone had just climbed onto it. I kept my eyes shut and mumbled something, assuming it was my boyfriend whom I had left to sleep on the couch and continued to drift off. After a few more minutes, I rolled over on to my side to face the door and I opened my eyes a little. It was then that I saw the light switch on under the door and it dawned on me that my boyfriend was out in the hallway. I completely froze as I could still feel the bed tilting behind me where someone had climbed into it. I was too scared to look around and I quickly yanked out my earphones. It was then that I realized I could hear breathing coming from behind me. What? I turned over slowly, my heart pounding, and that's when I saw it. There was a very tall man standing on the bed looking down at me. The only light in the room was coming from under the door, so I couldn't see his features very clearly, but he had long hair hanging down in a very large frame and seemed to be wearing something like a trench coat. Mm -mm. I leapt up yelling and tore out the room to get my boyfriend, who tried to calm me down and tell me that I must have fallen asleep and dreamt it, but I wasn't convinced. The front door was locked and so were all the windows, but I still was adamant that we had an intruder. I didn't even consider it was a ghost until the next night. Something even more terrifying happened. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of the man who plays like the creepy guy in Twin Peaks for anyone who watches it. I still haven't seen that. Standing on her bed. Standing on her bed. And for a while, too. Yeah. Hi. For a while. Quite some time. Okay. Night two. Night two. Are you reading along? No, I'm not, but she just said the next night. Oh. <laughs> it says night two. Oh, no way. It starts out like that. Night two. It took me ages to get to sleep the next night, and I, of course, insisted my boyfriend stay over after what had happened previously. I woke up sometime as I was feeling nauseous, and I went to get up to find some water, but as I tried to sit up, I hit my head on something. Again, the room was completely dark. I put my hands up in front of me to feel what I had hit, and I found that I could barely even raise them, as there was a hard surface above me, a bit like a coffin. What? I felt around in front of me, and there were these swirl patterns on it that seemed familiar for some reason. I tried to push my way up, couldn't budge it. I freaked, and I tried to shout at my boyfriend, and I couldn't get any noise to come out of my mouth. I started pounding on the surface above me and began hyperventilating. I get claustrophobic at the best of times, and I actually ended up passing out. (gasps) The next morning, I awoke and put it down to a bad dream. My boyfriend said that he slept like a rock and didn't notice me having any nightmares or anything. It wasn't until my upstairs neighbor knocked on the door that I realized what had happened. She asked if I was okay because she'd heard me screaming and pounding on the ceiling (gasps) in the night. She said that she had come down and rung our bell, but we didn't answer. I walked in the bedroom feeling really freaked out and I looked up at the ceiling and I could see that there were these swirl patterns in the plaster. 
just like I had felt in the dark. I had been floating in midair under the ceiling. No. There is no way to reach the ceiling as it is an old building and they were very high. Even stood on the bed, I couldn't reach. I went to a spiritual shop the next day for advice and ended up buying a hell of a lot of sage. After that, nothing happened. I tried to do some research on the history of the place, and the only thing I could find out was that at one point it was a hotel. Anyway, that's my story. Sorry it was long. Thanks for reading. Stay spooked, girls, and keep up the awesome podcast, James. Oh. Floating. Floating. The first thing I thought of when you said that, though, is what if the man, because he was extremely tall, was standing was on the holding bed her. holding her up? <gasps> oh, gross. I hate that image. I'm, like, so curious as to what and who this man was, but also mm-hmm. I'm so glad that she saged and doesn't have any more information right. to tell us because, holy I'm not bananas. sure if she, You keep saying she. Sorry, James. We don't... James, sorry. We don't know. It's a unisex name, so it's hard to tell. If you email us and you have a unisex name, let us know. (laughs) Most of the people that email us are girls. Wow. So crazy. And, too, this is why I looped in or grouped that other email in. Right. It's because in that other email, there was a ton of noise and the music happening and no one could hear it beyond the living room. And here, James is pounding on the ceiling and screaming bloody murder so much so that the upstairs neighbor can hear her because she's right below the floor and yet the boyfriend didn't hear anything Anything. and he's like three feet away but maybe he's just a really deep sleeper you don't no you don't sleep through banging and blood curdling streams i don't know some people do i would not I i could never sleep through that and maybe maybe it was just so he physically couldn't hear her. But, like, could you imagine waking up to your downstairs neighbor, downstairs neighbor, pounding on your ceiling? Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, pounding on your, what is your floor, I guess. Yeah, your floor, their ceiling. And to know, too, because, like, all of the apartments are going to be about the same in terms of their layout. So to know that someone is pounding and their mouth is that close to the ceiling and you yourself can look up at your own ceiling and say, how the hell are they getting up that high? And what is happening? And then the neighbor was nice and went down to try to check to see if everything was okay, but didn't get a response. That's why they came down again in the morning. Yeah. Thank God for that neighbor because that's the only way James would know what actually happened. Right. And to thank you, neighbor, because see something, say something. Seriously. There are all those crimes that happen that you hear about where people reported hearing things, but they were too afraid to do anything or they figured someone else would do something. Oh, my gosh. This is the one that I've read to my entire family, and everyone was grabbing their chests. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I always wonder, like, what happens during the time that we sleep? And if, I don't know, like, there's no one awake during that time to see what's going yeah. on in the room. Yeah, we could be floating all around. We have no idea. Nick just texted me saying, Brini, update from you on being alive, please. Well, is there, do you have an update on being alive or Nick getting any more thoughts into his head that he needs to protect you? And No, I'm alive. Um, oh, he, I scared him because I never texted back because earlier this morning we had... 
people come in and undrain our um, shower. Mm-hmm. And I kept joking how I wanted someone to be here because if I got murdered and no one was here, no one would know who did it. I've actually texted our, the upstairs neighbor before when I had people coming in saying, if I don't text you by this time, I've been murdered. <laughs> that is a great neighbor to have. <laughs> yeah. And then she texted me when the people arrived and she's like, they're outside. I'm listening. I'm like, thank you. Well, thank you. Okay. I can't remember if I said this on the podcast, but remember I told you that I had found black gloves by my patio? Mm-hmm. Well, when maintenance came in today, they put on black gloves. Oh, so maybe just someone shoved it in their back pocket when they were done and it fell. Right on my patio where it's up on a hill all by itself. Let me think of things that would make it less creepy to help you feel better. It could have fallen out of someone's hand just when they were walking down the sidewalk and a bird or a squirrel could have come up onto your patio and placed it there let's keep playing this game what other rational solutions or someone again could have dropped the glove and another person that's walking by is like "Ugh, god there's trash here and just grabs it and flicks it up onto your patio because they're like oh well they'll throw it out then and i don't have to walk with this trash in my hand so they fling it up there Okay. I'm mad at that person if that person exists. You never know. <laughs> you live in LA. Oh my God. Everyone exists out there. Every type. That's true. The maintenance person could have been doing some work right there on the sidewalk or the plants or whatever. And then tried to do his glove and accidentally pulled too hard and it snapped and flung onto your patio. And it happened twice. So both of his gloves ended up on my patio. Or he likes to watch you sleep at night. <laughs> I kind of think that's the most rational explanation. But why would he leave two gloves? I don't know. But hey, I'm not murdered. I'm still alive. And we're good. Because if you were murdered, we'd have to stop the podcast. Oh, that would be the worst thing in the world for you. I'm so sorry if I died. I know. Such a bummer. Such a burden. My ceiling is one of those popcorn ceilings, and I really don't want to touch that. So you would know. Oh, you I would for know sure where you know. are. Mine's just normal, smooth wall plaster. I would never know where I am. I don't know if that's worse. It's kind of nice that she's able to identify, that James was able to identify what the spirals were. Mm -hmm. Sometimes not knowing is worse. I don't know. Well, but okay, but here's the thing. So if the neighbor didn't, even if the neighbor, with the neighbor coming down saying, I heard you knocking and screaming, that doesn't mean that it wasn't a bad dream. But because of the ceiling detail, that's how James knows that the levitation happened. Yeah. Otherwise, you could have been like, well, I was just having a night terror and I was like banging on something and right. screaming. <sighs> well, clearly we like to freak ourselves out. So email us any story to two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com we don't favor any certain types of ghost stories we like all of them clearly because every single episode i feel like there's some something different yeah but we just want to hear everything you have to say and also if you do send us a photo it would be nice to let us know that earlier on in the email so that we're not scrolling and then bam (laughs) surprise pics included send pics Send pics. Wink, wink. 
<laughs> no, don't send us those types, please. Oh my god. Well, now people are going to be confused because we are two girls, one ghost. My gosh. If you do have a photo of a nude ghost, though, I would be willing to look at that. Me too. Actually, I wonder what that looks like. Yeah, do you think ghosts are all clothed or have they, ha- like, do you see naked ghosts? I'm sure there have to be some naked ghosts. Right. Do you think there's, like, a nudist colony? A nudist colony of ghosts? Oh my gosh, how crazy. You would love that, Corinne. I myself don't want to be in a part of a nudist colony because I'm too self-conscious. But I'm, I would be willing to look at everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Am I creepy? <laughs> no, that's cool. Just for, like, an hour and, like, just have some lemonade with them or something. <laughs> some lemonade. Some shuffleboard. <laughs> Of all things that you want to play with them is shuffleboard. This is quickly turning into a retirement village. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Florida. I wonder if that exists. A nudist colony retirement village. Oh, I bet. All right. Well, on that note, send us your ghost stories. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. (gasps) Oh, my God. Holy shit. What? What's happening? Oh, my God. Ah! I'm scared, Sabrina. Are you okay? I don't want to put my headphones back on. Did you hear that? Is it still happening? No. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I'm glad you could hear it on your end too. Holy I it was shit. Just you being possessed. Oh my god. I wonder if that will come out in the microphones too or if it's just our headphones. I'm like immobile. What the fuck was that? I don't know. That was not a glitch. That was freaking That possession. was freaking weird. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like tearing up. And I'm not putting in my other earphone just in case it happens again. I'm going to rip it out. Oh my god. <laughs> we're, we're being haunted. We were just about to end the episode. Can we just end one episode with it being nice and happy? <laughs> Holy shit. That was weird. That has never happened to us before. No. Okay, <laughs> for anyone who's listening, for anyone who's still listening, um, we were wrapping up, clearly, you heard that, and... Yeah, you were there. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this really weird, like, I don't even know how to explain it, it sounded like that. Yeah. Came into yeah, our headphones. Exactly. Like a growling over the Holy headphones. shit. So something growled, but that's cool. That's fine. Oh. This is the day the Lord has made. Man, this is totally punishment because when I was just home this past weekend, I threw out a bunch of, I didn't throw it out. I donated a bunch of books that I got for my first communion, so I just chucked a bunch of holy things. I actually was thinking about this. Like, we have way more audio issues than I think any other podcast. Every single episode, something happens. And it's like something travels through our microphones and starts to make it click and stuff. There's clicking. There's also been a few times when it's been my turn to edit where, like, I'll say something or you'll say... I think you've had this issue, too. I've had this, too. And then the the noise is... It's not right. It'll do... Like... And you can't fix it. Our words are getting all jumbled together. Holy shit. And something's, like, over it. I apologize for cursing. I That was terrifying. It is. I still have chills. I'm cold. <sighs> okay. Well. I really wonder. 
editing if we'll if I'll hear anything on our mics get picked up or if it was just through I think it was just through our headphones. Oh, hello fruit fly. Did you come to save me? He just came What about me? <laughs> I want a fruit fly He's back He's circling me It's definitely my guardian angel for, oh, for sure. sure Okay, well, uh, let's end this now Okay. 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 All right. Well, see, uh, see you on the other side. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to do the whispering. See you on the side. Other side. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.